I like Bitcoin and I cannot lie. Those other monies can't deny. When Satoshi walks in with a stack so true, when I walk onto the moon, you get sprung. Wrong. That's what's happening as we look at this week's big stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, AI, and NFTs. There's a lot to discuss because Bitcoin is back and Bitcoin got back. And not only is Bitcoin sexy, but we think you're kind of sexy as well. Are we right. flirting with you? Maybe. Maybe not. But if that's what it takes to get you to stick around for the show, how you doing? This is our bad news episode number 704 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? always awkward like what yeah hey oh no oh you're talking to them i'm no, gonna I mean, pull out my best barry white Yo, oh, yeah. hey put that away put that away let me busting out your barry white <laughs> welcome to the bad crypto podcast the show for the crypto sexiest you're here with sir lord joel and sir lord travis Wright. i'm gonna start doing uh amsr you know or is it asmr whatever it is you know where they they make those Soft noises and I was hypnotic. It was so 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 slow and so soft I couldn't even hear him. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think we're both a little punchy because uh crypto is really weird right now and Bitcoin is uh is moving really quickly. And uh let's just get right to the news. Here we go. Reminiscent of times gone by, the timestamp is the 5th of December, 2023, 3.08 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, the crypto market cap, $1.6 trillion, which I believe is close to um, half of the all-time high, somewhere around that. Bitcoin, $43,732, Ethereum, $22.79, BNB, $232, XRP, $0.62, cents. Solana, $61.5, Cardano, $0.42, cents. and Dogecoin at 9.2. And by the time you hear this, who knows? It's moving so quickly, Trav. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw earlier Bitcoin hit 44000 if I'm not mistaken, all-time high today. It uh, looks like, yeah, it looks like it's 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 touched base on that. Again, the all-time high is $69,044. I'm really upset, though, that it didn't hit $69,420. I guarantee you there was so many people right there wanting to sell at $69,420, just as a joke, but it never made it there, and it is trucking. So it's hit $44,090 so far today. It's sitting at a little over, a little under that at forty. Three seven, but this has been quite a ride, man. Even these last these last days, this last seven days in crypto have been so crazy since the last time we did a show. Uh, Ordi, I've not even heard of Ordi, but it's gone up in the top one hundred. It's up over two hundred percent in the last. It's a twenty four hour volume of about a half a billion dollars. O R D I, not done any research on that. Two hundred eight percent up. That tells me something went on with that. But here's what's really crazy, Joel. 
Terra Luna, L-U-N-C, Terra Luna Classic, is up on a terror this week. It's up 90% right now over the last seven days. And even U.S. Uh, T, uh, the other one, that USDT, or not, not that one, the other one that they had, they had a weird one, US UTD, something. Th- that one went off, too. Luna's gone up. So something's going on. There's some people thinking that Terra's going to blow up, I guess, and then there's been almost a half a billion dollars in volume on that, too. Actually, $700 million, a million dollars worth of action on Terra Luna Classic. So there they are. There's some mine, there's some people out there uh, mining shit coins, man. They're out there trying, they're out there mining the fields, well, making sure there's no shit coin that's gone unturned. <laughs> speaking of that, the lead story on Coindesk Bitcoin tops 42K as crypto market recovers to pre Terra levels. If you'll think back to when all this started falling apart, Terra was the first shoe to drop, right? Terra and, and then Celsius and then FTX, um, uh, something around that was the order. So Terra was, you know, the first time that we've seen um, since the crash that Bitcoin has recovered to that price. And it didn't take as long as I thought it would. Things are moving very quickly right now, almost in a something ain't right kind of way. It's it's really weird. So if we're looking at the, the last halving, Joel, remember the last halving was really interesting too because of COVID, right? So if we were sitting here, we'd be sitting right now at 2000 in the you know, December 2019. Looking at that, from December 2019 to, to March 2020, in March 2020, Bitcoin went all the way down to 38, $3,800, $3, right? Like it went way down as everything stopped in the global economy. <clears throat> so this one seems to be doing a run up quicker than previous bull runs. But then again, never before have we had this kind of inflation and, and you know, just printing of money like we have. And we've never had this much U.S. debt. So keep in mind, a lot of times, folks, when Bitcoin and some of these cryptos are tearing off like they are, it's not because they're so valuable right now. It's because the dollar is becoming less and less, um, you know, handy to hold on to. A lot of people out there aren't wanting to hold on to their dollars. And we're talking worldwide. Now, a lot of countries don't even have to buy dollars before they're buying oil anymore. Right. So that's changing the game, too. And so people are needing less dollars there's more dollars in circulation that, you know, and so we're, we're coming to, um, man, it looks like there's these two high speed and trains just flying at each other, Joel. We don't know exactly when they're going to pop into each other, but it looks almost inevitable. You know, just like we thought Bitcoin was going to go higher at 69 um, and nobody then saw the all the black swan events take place that that happened there's things that are happening now that you can't go back in the timeline of bitcoin and say these the world has looked like this before and i just picked up on uh, this story on coin telegraph where they're saying you know it could be orchestrated choreographed by whales um the, the moves that we're seeing right now but what's most interesting to me if you scroll down this article, which is in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 704, is this particular chart right here where you can see the bottom each time, 2015, 2019, 2022, and you could look at look at what happens after. Every time it goes to that bottom, we go back up here, comes down a little bit from this spot here where the flag is, just a little bit. 
and then all-time highs. Well, here we are. Here's the bottom. We're creeping up towards that flag line right here. And, and, and this is the black swan, the COVID crash right here in 2020. Now, what right. would have happened if we didn't see that COVID crash? Well, look what happened in 2015 after that bottom in 2015. So right there, that, that didn't even have much of a dip at all when it had its little flag. No, you're right. So maybe we won't have a big flag this time just because uh, we, we don't have a black swan event. But who knows? We could have multiple black swan events. I'm not sure. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. But, you know, with, with COVID being an anomaly in 2020, then the flag here could literally be like the one we had in the previous cycle. And it just kind of a little blip and it just keeps on trucking. But, Maybe but we already this. had a little flag right there. Look right here, Trev. This is where, <laughs> you know, in uh, 21, 22, Terra, Celsius, FTX, all that happened right here. Was it destined to come back down to this line, even regardless of what happened with those markets and exchanges? Because they, they, they send it down. It always has. It's always done that. Right. So maybe it's just part of the thing of getting a lot of, you know, shysters out of the space. Right. Because it's like there's a whole lot of a, a lot of potential to make a lot of money in this space. And so it brings out in some cases it brings out the worst of humanity in some cases. Right. Whenever they're in charge. I mean, hell, look, you know, CZ even got got, you know, he had to step down from CEO. Now, I'm not saying he was nefarious, but, you know, they said he did something. Right. So it's weird. Like, get. But I always liked CZ. So to me, it's almost like, wow, who are who's the daddies now in crypto? Right. Is it the guy from Coinbase, Brian Armstrong? Like, is it the Gemini dudes? Is it the Winklevi? Dude, who, it's oh, it's us. We're, we're missing our daddies now. And no, so it's us. We're your we're the, dad, we're the daddies. We're your... <laughs> Daddy Travi and Daddy Joel here in the back crypto, baby. We're your daddies. Well, you know, okay. and as you're saying, uh, you know, talking about speculators coming in, they are looking for DeFi. Right. Where is yeah. the best yield that they can get? What's the best shit coin? What are the meme coins? Where are people locking up money right now to be able to pull in crazy, mad um, mm -hmm. TVL? And so what we're seeing right here, total volume locked in DeFi has gained more than 15 billion dollars in the last six weeks, including many Solana based products which yeah. is really surprising to me the amount of faith that people are putting in to solana I, is there a more popular chain that has failed as much as solana has failed in terms of uh, the technology i don't think so not sure but i don't know if we're going to touch base on this today or not in our notes i'm looking through our notes here i don't necessarily see it put it in put it in I touch touch that base well i see i saw that i'll have to find the article or maybe you guys can go find it on your own, but I saw that the uh, that FTX is being sued for twenty four billion dollars. So in addition to all the craziness that FTX has had happen to them, they're also going they're being sued uh, by the federal government in some. I think the SEC is suing them or something for, for twenty four billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So there's something going on with Solana. I mean, if you're putting money in Solana, then you got balls of steel, or you know something I don't know. I don't know. All I know is where there's money, um, there are lobbyists. And according to this story, U.S. crypto lobbying is on course for record spending this year. They've spent almost $19 million on lobbying to Congress people by the end of the third quarter, which is up $3 million from the same period last year. And they're going to be going to Capitol Hill to mm -hmm. find those uh, people that are going to be crypto friendly and um, 
to try to to because there's no avoiding it at this point, right? For years we've had the speculation, but with us on the cusp of ETFs, it, this Pandora's box has been opened. Our government at this point is not going to come in and say um, you can't mine Bitcoin, you can't hold Bitcoin, you can't spend Bitcoin. That's it. They're they're the 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 boys club is adopting it, and that means. They see money, which means their cronies on Capitol Hill see money. And wherever this is going to flesh out, hopefully on the side of liberty and freedom, there's no stopping it. Well, I mean, if you look at what's what's happened on this thing, and it really was crazy. But um, once Sam Bankman freed, he got the book thrown at him. We don't know what his penalties are going to be, but we know that he's guilty. And now we're still waiting on what the final steps on that. So that's a little bit crazy. So, you know, some of the trash, some of the things that have been holding up the industry a little bit, I think are now being cleaned up, Joel. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if we had this albatross around, you know, FTX, waiting on that to resolve, that's getting resolved. They were having some problems with Binance. They figured that out. They've resolved that. I mean, the SEC has been suing crypto exchanges for violating these unknown security laws that have never truly been defined. So that's why Coinbase is spending so much money on lobbying to try to figure this stuff out while the whole industry is waiting on this spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund. When's the ETF going to get here, right? So when's it? When's things going to be in action, right? So maybe some of the stuff, Joel, is being cleaned up. And so hopefully the lobbyists are educating people because a lot of people who are in Congress, quite frankly, don't know jack shit about crypto and the benefits of it. And so hopefully they're, they're getting educated. And it's not just here in the United States. It's around the world. A Swiss city by the name of Lugano now is accepting Bitcoin and Tether for taxes. You can pay all your taxes and community fees. Oh, look at that little picture they made here on Cointelegraph. It's very Swiss and Cointelegraphy. So more adoption of bitcoin and cryptocurrency and i had to, to bring this in trav just to make the point that uh this turns out to have been a good idea for el salvador you know it was down 50 percent at one point from their investment mm -hmm. high and now they are they kept buying they the kept green. buying they, yeah. they dollar cost average and they are in the green and suddenly uh, president naib bukele looks like the smartest man on the planet him in uh, yeah. uh, uh michael strategy right yeah micro micro strategy yeah they, they actually micro strategy bought another i believe 600 million dollars worth of, of that recently as well so they're they're stacking up but you know el salvador now they've not only have they made crypto you know bitcoin you know such a prevalent thing within their society i think a lot of their crime is going down as well i think they basically they put the lockdown on that m13 and El Salvador is becoming one of the safest countries in Latin America. I was actually watching this video of this lady who's very sort of she's very wholesome and very, you know, she likes crypto, but she's, you know, she's she's a conspiracy theorist too, a, a realist, conspiracy realist. And said, man, me and my boyfriend and my, and our, my baby, we went to El Salvador. We, we, we've never felt safer someplace. It's like, wow, you wouldn't be saying that five years ago. That's for damn sure. No, they are going to become They'll be the new what Venezuela was when Venezuela was Maybe, the most yeah. prosperous nation before socialists and communists came in and destroyed it. Um, this is what's going to happen in El Salvador. And uh, this is not financial advice, but, you know, you can still buy a citizenship in El Salvador for the price of three Bitcoin. 
which now costs significantly more than it did even six wow. months ago. But uh, Bukele said, we have no intention of selling. There's That's never been our objective. We're fully aware that the price will continue to fluctuate in the future. It doesn't affect our long-term strategy. And they, they know exactly what mm -hmm. they're doing. Um, and, and I got a, a little side story here, Trav. You know, uh, I got a friend here in uh, Puerto Rico who you know, Rustin, who bakes amazing bread. He, mm -hmm. he just makes amazing sourdoughs. Bakasha and bread and stuff. Right? So yeah. good. And he started a group on Signal for us locals called Sadoshi. And what he does is he bakes bread every week and he posts a picture of it. And whoever wants it can claim it and you pay for it with Satoshis. And so like I've bought several loaves, you know, for $12 in Satoshis. And I'm like, that bread, that that is so smart. What a way to to save and stack sats um, that $12. By doing something you love. It's going to be a $100 loaf. I'm going to look back and go, I spent thousands of dollars on a few loaves of bread. But, you know, good on him. I think it's it's a brilliant strategy. So well, it's always the thing, you know. It's like Bitcoin's not really a currency if nobody's using it to buy stuff. Right. So it's good to hold it, and it's also good to spend it and let and keep that energy flowing, right? Like it's the energy of the river, baby. It flows and it goes. And if you're holding on to it all the time and not letting it go, then that energy doesn't flow as much. So it flows it's and, flow for sure. and it goes. And soon there's going to be a lot of FOMOs. Robin Hood is seeing it. Trading has risen 75% in November. Nine figures in revenue for people trading crypto within the popular app. And I'm sure right now, um, they're probably breaking all kinds of records because with this news coming out with Bitcoin finally getting legs again and news of the ETF, people who were saying Bitcoin is dead after FTX and Celsius and all of that happened are suddenly going, oh, uh, maybe we better get on that train after maybe. all. Get on the train, bitches. Time to go. Yeah, man. When you're talking about 75% month on month increase in trading, that's big. Now, Robinhood's they're kind of on my list. They're not on the good list, Joel. They're, they're on the naughty list, especially from how, how they did everybody dirty during the game stonks, mm -hmm. right? Man, and so I'm not, not a big fan of that. But it just shows that these are the, the, the people who are trading on Robinhood. They're the ones that, oh, they want to open their app. They want to buy some crypto. They don't, they're not necessarily advanced crypto users, but a, a bigger amount of people are starting to see it. And now we're going to get to that point. If this bull run keeps going, we're going to start seeing where these tokens, some token that just, you know, maybe hasn't done much yet, we, like, at least how it was last time, where, oh, you buy into this one token, boom, it just goes up a ridiculous amount. You're like, what? How did this How did this go up 250x, right? So it's almost going to be like time to start listening. You want to start tuning into bad crypto more often because we're going to be doing at least one show, maybe two shows as the space gets more warmed up again and talking about these things that we're learning and interviewing and talking to great people. So hopefully we can find some of those big tokens. But more than anything, make sure that you're at least not financial advice, but stacking some sats, maybe getting some Ethereum, maybe getting some Doge, because it seems like Doge is going to be doing something with X, right? Twitter is doing something with that. They're figuring that out. Wait, wait, do we know that? Because I know he was talking about doing, you know, there'd be some sort of crypto, but do we know that it's Doge or is, are they? You don't know. It's just one of those things. But I mean, I, I look at this, Joel. If Doge made it to 75 cents during the last bull run mm -hmm. and Doge is nine cents now, it just seems like 
not financial advice, but I bought a little bit of Doge because I'm like, okay, well, let's go. This will probably hit at least all-time high on Doge, too, because you know how people are with the internet communities and things. So we'll just see. I would just say make sure you get the solid ones you know and you love and then play with some of the other ones, but don't play with a lot of your your long-term investments on some of those other ones. Just have some fun with it. Look at this, Trav. The Bitcoin market cap has overtaken Berkshire Hathaway. Wow. Market cap. Bitcoin is now okay. the 10th biggest asset by market cap following Meta and NVIDIA. Let's see if there's a wow. chart. Here's, okay. here's the chart right here. Uh, gold is the biggest oh, market yeah. cap. 14 uh, trillion assets. gold, huh? Wow. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, Saudi Aramco. Uh, I'm assuming that's oil. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Alphabet slash Google, Amazon, Silver, NVIDIA, Meta, and then Bitcoin. And there's Berkshire Hathaway right there so that's wow. a huge, huge market cap and pretty rat, that rat poison did pretty good huh joel that rat poison did really well and i'm really curious if we go back to coin gecko right now and we look at the market cap uh, 857 um billion at this very moment and that means at this moment it's past meta it's actually number nine because meta is 834 billion so as of timestamp now, um, it is past Kuckerberg, which I'm a big fan of. Anything that passes Kuckerberg because he's a cuck. Uh, meanwhile, the BlackRock ETF has received $100,000 in seed funding. Uh, explain to me, There's, I guess there was a filing, a fund manager um, received, basically bought um, iShares Bitcoin Trust, and I guess this is how they get an ETF off the ground so they can trade on a stock exchange. So somebody's already tossed a stack of money, small for, you know, the big players, but uh, something's something's happening. Somebody believes that something's about to happen. Mm, somebody believes something. So that's good. Well, I mean, realistically, when the ETFs start popping off and people are able to put money in that, we're going to see something that probably like gold and silver had happened to them. I don't want that fake paper gold and fake paper silver. And I don't want fake, I don't want fake paper Bitcoin. I don't want fake paper uh, Ethereum. But because in the long term, it seems to me that even though the total value of gold is 14 trillion, that seems like it's probably repressed a little bit. It's like it's it should be higher. Right. It seems to me that the price of gold being 20, it actually passed its all time high this week too, uh, $2,100 or something. It's closing in on that, but yep. it's at its all time high. It should be probably higher. If it's, if there's, if there is 500 paper ounces of gold to every one ounce of gold, then that means that number is way out of whack, probably. You're, so, you're right. It did hit 2170. So uh, yeah. that is an all time high. And of course, silver is nowhere near its all time high. But, uh, you know, I, I like to diversify and, you know, it can't hurt to have a little gold and silver. Um, you know, it's, I would imagine during times of crisis, it could be challenging to spend, um, you know, Hey, here's this big old gold coin. Could you break it in half? Or, I, so I found this thing. I think I showed you Trav called the combi bar. Have you the seen what? that? The combi, combi bar. Yeah. Let me actually, I think it's combibar.com. I found this and it's basically, um, fractional gold in silver. It's a bar. Here it is. I'll put it up on the screen so you could see it. And it's they're grams. So it's a hundred grams in a bar, and you okay. could break them apart. They come just oh, like nice. this, both silver and gold. Oh, that's a beautiful 50 grams right here. 
And um, so, so like back point, in the day, Joel, whenever they had to like they had like a, uh, um, you know, one of those eight pence or they had like the, uh, you know, the silver, the silver dollar, but they would always clip it off a little bit because like, oh, I right. owe you this amount, so I'm not giving you the whole thing, but you could see little clip marks in them. Yeah. This is genius. So this is like, give me a break of that combi bar. You know, you just chip off wow. a piece right there. And so how much is one? So a hundred grams. How, how much? Well, is that? it depends. You can get the fifty gram one, the hundred gram one, ten gram one. But it's so basically a hundred grams is three and a half ounces, more or less. Okay. okay. So uh, you know, one of the about big 60, ones about, yeah. of gold is yeah, it's about three and a half ounces. So there you go. There's your precious metals update. Uh, let's talk AI, Trav. I uh, you know you are, interestingly enough, um, I'm not following AI as close as I thought it would, as closely as I thought I would, uh, but you are playing with it regularly. So tell tell me here what you found. Well, this is some news here that, that that's popping off around, you know, Bing has a new deep search feature that uh, is going to be way better than anything that you're going to want to pop up from on Google, right? So that's kind of one of those things where it's really fascinating how that's working here. And uh, so the so Bing is connected to uh, OpenAI, right? So Microsoft has funded them. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was all that drama with, with OpenAI and, and Microsoft and all the stuff that's going on. But so he says that this deep search is not a replacement for the existing web search, but there is some really things that, that, that ChatGPT can add on top of it. So, and I think also with ChatGPT having all these plugins and different things that are out there, it does make it that we can get some pretty comprehensive search. Most of the time, if I want something like, you know what, matter of fact, I saw this bug in my garage yesterday, Joel, or two days ago. I took a picture of it, added it to ChatGPT4. I said, what is this bug? What is this thing? It looks like it's a centipede. And it's like, and it says, this is a household centipede. Da, 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 da. I, so I think that some of these, the, I, I saw, I've seen like two or three of them. I think maybe when I was, my stuff was in storage here, it got in there and they were stored. Now they're hanging out. So I was trying to figure out what do I need to do? Are they dangerous? I can't tell what it is. And so ChatGPT4 gave me the information quickly. Like where else would I go to say, hey, here's a picture of this. Could you explain to me what this is? And so it's, it's pretty fascinating. And so being able to do these deep features, deep, deep search features, you're going to be able to get more information, maybe even quicker. And what I think is cool about it is there's no advertising with this yet. Right. So, well, yeah, if it's a household centipede, then you're supposed to take it in as a pet. Right. That's... Right. Yeah, I didn't think so. They're really hairy looking. I was like, that is a really hairy, scary looking thing. So. I, I literally, I told them, I said, I, I went out and I said, listen, you guys are not invited here. You need to leave because next time I see you, I'm going to smash you. This is the one time I'm telling you, you got to go. And so I'm not likes to smash. Well, speaking of open AI, it is the you know first anniversary of chat GPT and their mobile apps now have 110 million installs, $30 million in revenue. That's year, year one. So basically since chat gpt launched now so, the revenue to me seems low i ain't gonna lie the revenue seems low for only 30 million dollars and you have 110 million people using it like in wow. a year though in a year i mean basically, that's pretty impressive though in a year and look and this is just global consumer yeah. spend on ios and, and google play is that and, and the revenue was just since may when the app wow, came okay. out right yeah. since 514 so i'd say that um that they're doing pretty well trav get it and i wonder if this is just from the apps yeah it's from the apps this is mobile apps okay it's mobile apps all right because i know i'm using the regular pro version right from the desktop i don't actually use the apps i have a 
um, a bookmark to the homepage of ChatGPT on my homepage. I just click. I actually have never installed the mobile app. So maybe I'll try that. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's all I use really is the mobile app because I'm like, huh. uh, you know, I'm, I'm making uh, ice cream with my Ninja Creamy and it's like it says it this takes, you know, uh, 250 grams of, you know, whatever this powder is. I'm like, ChatGPT, how many cups or how many teaspoons is is 250 grams? I'm using it as my conversion assistant. Uh, MasterCard has launched the Shopping Muse, an AI-powered shopping assistant. So the big boys are in the game. This is a new generative AI shopping tool designed to help users get personalized product recommendations. Uh, so you can ask the tool questions like, what should I wear for a summer wedding? Or, oh my gosh, can you recommend pieces for a minimalist capsule wardrobe? That's exactly mm -hmm. what I would have asked as well. Well, you know what I think about this, Joel, which I think would be really cool, because I remember back in, man, it had to be about 20 years ago, really before um, things were taken off. I think and we were still Amazon, but I was like, man, Joe, I remember watching an episode of Friends. Joey had a really cool jacket on. And I was like, dude, that jacket's badass. I wonder what that jacket is. I would totally buy that if I knew what it was. And then, you know, at the end of the episode, and I was saying, wardrobes. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, what was, the, I couldn't even see what that was, right? But now with like AI to be able to watch an episode and look at it and it'll be like, oh, this is a jacket. This is a, this is a leather jacket. Here's probably some comparable leather jackets that you might like if you like this, right? And I've always been waiting for the ability to watch something on Netflix and then them turn that into an e-commerce experience where you can buy the stuff that people are wearing or you can buy some of the side props that are in the episodes and stuff. You know that's coming. That's going to be a big e-commerce sort of deal when that sort of hits. And so I'm, I'm sort of waiting for that. And in the NFT world, we are watching the NFT markets. And I don't know that, you know, there's a huge boom of, uh, you know, NFTs coming back yet, but I'm seeing specific collections. Like if you're just to look at the overall floor price on the large collections, um, the known collections, they're all moving up, right? The biggest ones are moving up. And, and I got to point this one out, Trav, because I'm still holding a pudgy. Um, the floor right now for a pudgy penguin is 9.1 ETH. Wow. And it hit as high as 11 ETH a few mm. days ago. The little pudgies are up. The rods are up. And I think this is just a great example of what happens when you have a brand, an IP that appeals to the mainstream. Um, so for those that don't know, what they've done is they have created plushies which they sell on Amazon and in Walmart and now in Hot Topic. Um, and you scan a QR code on this plushie and it gets you into Pudgy World, which is mm. a, a website. And I guess there's activities. They're really, you know, they're appealing to um, kids, obviously, that want these little penguin plushies. But uh, collect. Let me ask you this. You have your own penguin that you've had now. Are they are they able to utilize your uh, pudgy that you bought that you own, or is, it, is this like one where the rights are to the owner of it, or is this the the igloo company who owns the pudgies can use any pudgy they want? So I yeah, so um, I can use my my pudgy um, in the IP I have, which I've actually been thinking about, like what what would I do with this thing? Uh, but within Pudgy World. Um, there's, you know, an arcade and they can play and they can be part of the community. And is that your pudgy them. right there? You have the one with a little uh, No, my guy is uh, actually me. I'll show you my guy. I've got him on my desktop here. I used to have one and then I sold him for like, I think four that's, or five ETH at the time. That's my oh. guy right there. 
That looks like a rare guy. Yeah, so uh, I think the the lay is might be the the rarest part, and I don't know what happened to his eye. Um, it's a really bummer. Maybe he's just a pirate. You know, pirates would use those just so in case they had to go down below. They didn't actually have a missing eye. They just flipped the the eyepiece over so they would have the dark the darkness ready for the so the retina is ready for the dark and the retina is ready for the light at the same time. So people might be like, well, why wouldn't you sell that thing for, you know, uh, 18 grand, nine ETH? Yeah, I mean, it was it was 22 a few days ago. And I'm like, you know what? This, as far as I'm concerned, is my board ape. This is the item that I'm just going to hold on to do or die. It's either going to go to zero or they're going to continue to do a good job of branding and selling these products and onboarding people into uh, into the space. And and I think they're going to. I see no sign of them stopping that. And there's only 8,888 pudgy penguins that'll ever exist. So I'm, I'm humbled by pudgy. I don't want to try to, you know, time the market, sell it, and then maybe you can buy one back. Maybe you can't. I don't know. It's easier to not and be the low, The low's already been here. Like, it got down to two at one yeah. point. I saw it down low. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the low has been here. Now, if the market's taken off, then guess what? That price is probably not going to dip too much more, and only the price of Ethereum is going to increase, assuming this bull run keeps going on and something else doesn't happen. Like, I mean, imagine if something crazy happened to Coinbase, and then yeah. people couldn't do their on and off ramp in there. Like, that would cripple the crypto market. So, I think... You know, as long as there's not a black swan that involves Coinbase at this time, I think hopefully we're in the clear. But you never know. You never know, Mr. Jolcom. Why do swans, you know, get such a bad rap, especially black ones? I mean, it's like, like bulls and bears and swans. Swan. Stop staring at me, swan. Stop staring at me, swan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining us. As always, we appreciate you. Would uh, love a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to us. And uh, don't be afraid to uh, to call us and leave a message on the Bad Crypto Hotline. The number is still 708-885-9030. 708-885-9030. Or write us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll be back next week with more badness, right? Yeah, and I would say also don't be afraid to uh, to stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.